Welcome to Black Health Matters. I'm Daryl Armistead, your host. This episode is a Zoom recording of Howard University group session led by Dr. Clive Callender. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> a minute or two before we get started. Um, some people had questions about whether or not you could take the flu shot at the same time as you got to boost an additional COVID vaccination and uh, the information is you can get them at the same time or separately. So, and a good time to get the uh, flu shot is anytime after October. Some people are getting it in September. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I would recommend October. Yeah, I got mine uh, the second week. Uh, first week of September last year, when as soon as it was offered, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I didn't get the flu, so I don't know. Okay, but I think yeah. we're gonna, we're, we're going to be able to get the um, the booster uh, in September, I think. Right? Le- yeah, late September. Right. Okay. <clears throat> But we should still wait eight months after the last vaccine, after the vaccine is completed. No, I, I think a minimum of uh, six months. Okay. Uh, and of course, there's some data that says five months, but six months is reasonable. And you, and if you want, you can get both shots at the same time. The flu shot and the COVID. So Janice, we have the same color shirt on. Hey, how about that? <laughs> thinking alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, great minds think alike. Right? That's right. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to leave promptly at 10 because I have to go to a funeral. So. Oh, yeah. My, my stepbrother died. Uh, I think on uh, Sunday, he had a blood clot in his leg. Mm. And he didn't go to the doctor and it broke off. And, and Why did he not go to the doctor? Just um, He said he was covered by the blood of Jesus. That's what oh. he told me. And I, I talked to him about getting a vaccination. He said he was not going to do that because he was covered. I see. Sister and brother told him the same thing. He told them the same thing. What's his name? David Cohen? No, 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 no. Now, David passed away. Uh, uh, you know, the David that came to our group, um, he had multiple uh, things wrong with it. He had um, Crohn's disease in addition to, you know, uh, 
bunch of other things were happening. He had a heart attack a couple of years ago. I thought his last name was Sullivan. No, no, no. Kevin Sullivan is still here. Okay. David David came to our group twice when we were in person. He passed away. Now, but was he a musician? David, no. Oh, okay. And my my stepbrother, no. So, oh, did David get a transplant? Uh, David had a transplant uh, probably 20, 20, 20 years ago. I see. Or, or, or more. Yeah, he had a liver. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, he had a liver cancer. Oh, my gosh. Welcome back. Oh, right. praise the Lord. Welcome it's back. so nice seeing everybody. Good morning. Good I morning. Went to, I went to Tuesday to the hospital uh, uh, to administer to my dialysis patients so I can make to this meeting this morning. Uh, so my uh, my supervisor, Reverend Dickerson, said, uh, yeah, okay, you know, because I'm supposed to be there Thursday morning, but I wanted to be here. Uh, Dr. Callender, and most of you know uh, Ms. Rao, the dietitian. Most of you know her, right? Yes. yes. Rao, the dietitian. Yes. Her husband died of coronavirus. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He died in June. And I, I know most of you know, because she used to speak in our groups. Remember yeah. in the hospital? Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember. Miss Ralph, right. Yeah. Uh, Very well. Yeah. And she says she doesn't tell to anybody. He died last year. Uh, but she told me because uh, I asked her, how is that husband doing? And I'm a people's person, she said. But she tries to keep that to herself, you know. I told her, you know, um, uh, I know how you, uh, I understand what you're saying, you know. But sometimes it'll help just to talk to somebody that you trust, you know, uh, to cope with that. It's somebody that you trust, that you, you know. So she said, okay, I'll do that. Because she's been keeping it. She's not sharing it with anybody, any coworkers, anybody in the hospital. It's been almost a year he died. And she said, uh, I was the second person that, I, you know, that she has told this to. So it, she needs to speak about it to somebody that she trusts, I told her. Mm-hmm. Very sad, very sad yeah. young man. Yeah. So many, uh, what is it, over 640,000 Americans? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, let me ask you did he have the shots? Who's that was before the shots. This is before the shots, right? He right. died last year in June. When yeah, the shots didn't come out until December. Right, right. He died before the shots, right. And they won't even allow her, she said. He died right here at Adventist Hospital uh, uh, in Silver Spring. And for three weeks, he was in the hospital. They could not go. Only time, few members were allowed during the funeral from far, because at that time, it was very dangerous. Yeah. And she kept all this in her mind and heart all this time for more than a year and a half, I said, uh, I told her uh, it's, it's not good for her health. And I, I, I can, you know, sympathize with her feelings, but somebody that she trusts, 
a lot. You know, she said, the only reason I told you is because you asked me about him and you're a people's person. That's what she told me, you know. Mm -hmm. So I gave her a little, she needs to have somebody, you know, to talk to about it. She's suffering inside. Mm -hmm. She's really Well, you're suffering. the right person because of... Well, I just saw her and by passing only for two minutes and that was it, end of the story. So, you know. You're, you're an expert on grieving. But uh, I, you know, we don't see. I'm just a chaplain. I'm, I, 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 I just in passing. <laughs> you know, I, I saw it in the cafeteria, and that was it. And every time I see her afterwards, it's in passing. So I really can't. You know, it's nothing that I can do for her. You know, because it's in passing. Only we see each other. You know, Howard has got four, five hundred people, patients, doctors, nurses. We all are going here, workers. So, you know. So she has not said anything about talking to anybody or anything, but I encouraged her. John, um, you can and you can start. Stuff already. The impact of coronavirus on the mental health of. Uh, of the world as well as the United States is uh, incalculable. Oh my gosh. Oh, two teachers died, Micah. That was fast, huh? <laughs> anyway, uh, it is good news that uh, both of them, Jack, Jesse Jackson was discharged from the hospital rehab, rehab center and his wife is now out of the ICU. She wasn't vaccinated because she has a, she has a pre existing condition, whatever they are. I had a friend who was in Chicago the week before this was announced, and she was in a hotel with uh, Jesse Jackson, oh. spoke to him, held his hand. Yeah. He's very frail, but you know, he has Parkinson's, I think it is. Right. Yes, yes. But uh, she said he was very pleasant. He is. He is very mm -hmm. nice. Very nice. And as a matter of fact, Dr. Callender, his wife was coming to Howard for the treatment, Howard University Hospital. Uh, he told me what it was, but I forgot, you know, la uh, uh, two years ago that was. Yeah. I, I had a question about that, Doc. Uh, one of my students uh, from when I was teaching at Kelly Miller, at junior high, uh, she's an adult, she's 50, 52, I think. Uh, she didn't want to take the uh, vaccine because she had um, she was a cancer survivor, oh. and uh, so she's immunocompromised. That's not a reason not to take the vaccine. Yeah, I, I tried to explain to her that, but um, I was just wondering. You know, the the people that flying uh, from getting the vaccination who say that they have medical reasons. Um, what, what can we say to them? It's better to go ahead and get it done? Well, to find out what are the medical reasons. <laughs> I mean, most, I mean, being a cancer survivor means you need not only the vaccination, but you need a booster yeah. shot. I have, a friend I have a friend who was totally against it, uh, didn't want to do it. Um, she has an older husband, made sure he got it. And um, no, I can't do it. I'm not ready. I don't think it's right. And um, she and I were at a celebration together and the topic of conversation was COVID vaccine. 
And someone said, well, anyone who doesn't get it, they're just stupid, they're ignorant. Oh. And uh, the next day she told me about it because it was a relative of mine. And I told you, you have to realize you're the minority. Everyone else is getting vaccinated. Everyone I know, I mean, I'm not gonna be in a group if I feel that they're not vaccinated. Right. And I had something here, small group, which she normally would have been invited. I chose not to, because people are very concerned about that. Yeah, yeah. She went this week and got her vaccine. Oh, praise God. So I'm glad. I mean, it's taken a year, but she did That's it. That's good. That's so good. I was pleased good with that. Good news. Uh, yeah. What, um, Dr. Callender, what pre-existing um, condition did um, Mrs. Jackson have, Jesse Jackson's wife, have the, so she couldn't get the vaccine? They didn't say. So is there any pre-existing -condi pre condition that tells you not to take the vaccine? Well, I don't know. The, the really, the only pre-existing condition if you're allergic to uh, vaccines, you, you've demonstrated allergies to vaccines. Uh, and if you have some coagulation issues, uh, some people uh, think that that may be, may be a, a condition, but I don't know if others. Dr. Calendar. They didn't say which one. Dr. Calendar, when I got mine, um, Mrs. Linda, um, they had on the sheet, um, are you uh, sensitive or allergic to certain things? And one of the things they pulled up was the Guillain-Barre syndrome. Right. And um, also an ingredient in the M mRNA um, inoculation, some ingredient there. And they said some of that stuff or even seizure disorders, they put that on the sheet. And then they said, uh, ask your doctor or don't take this shot. Right, okay. Yeah, anything that is in, that you have demonstrated some allergy to uh, uh, when you're vaccinated is a condition, but the ones you mentioned make sense. But uh, I don't know, very often they say pre-existing conditions and they don't say what they are, so you can only guess. Now, Arthur is a, um, uh, somebody that greets all of us as we age, whether we like, like Arthur or not. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there's, there's some things that uh, pre predispose to Arthur and there's some things that aren't. Uh, I, I don't, there are not too many people who are over 60 who haven't dealt with arthritis. So it's... Uh, very common, and uh, <clears throat> we talk about dietary uh, diets that uh, associated with uh, less author, but it's pretty tough to do without greeting off after, after you reach the age of 16. Dr. Callan, a quick, quick question. Uh, I know it, it means it's, it's pain, but what, what is it actually? What, what is arthritis? How Inflammation of the joints. How does that happen? What, what does that age? Age. Well, you know, if, if you have uh, athletes, for example, because they do a lot of jumping up and down and their joints are more likely to have inflammation uh, and the inflammation then uh, 
manifests itself with uh, uh, joint pain, whether it's the knee or the wrist or the uh, foot. And so uh, often the first thing you, the first thing I, I did when I got was to exercise. And uh, that helped a lot. Weight loss, of course, loss. as well. As well. Uh, but uh, uh, in terms of, of what it is, it's just inflammation that uh, as a consequence of uh, stressing your joints, whether it's by walking around or jumping up and down or whatever. And since all of us have been active all of our lives, yeah. uh, it, it's not clear which joint is going to be the joint for you that demonstrates your aging. I know several, yeah, several months ago, I was having an issue with my uh, arm and hand, very painful. And, and my sister said, girl, I know what that is. That's arthritis. I said, no, I'm gonna go to the doctor. And of course it was arthritis, but, but he sent me to therapy. He recommended four sessions. And um, when I went to the therapist, they signed me up for 12. And I said, yeah, they're trying to get my money. I'm <laughs> telling you, it helped. Yeah. I was very limited. I couldn't extend my arm. Yeah. Um, it was painful. It, I don't have the pain. I can stretch. I can reach. Um, I think the key is not to ignore it. If you can do something about it, I mean, exercise, whatever, whatever joint it might be, yeah. it's helpful to keep it from getting worse. Well spoken. Uh, and, I, and I believe that uh, I, I think this started about 20 years ago. And uh, since then, uh, it's been minimal. It comes and goes every now and then, but it's nothing like, when I first started, I could hardly kneel down to pray. Uh, but uh, after the exercise and everything else, uh, it's minuscule. Uh, so uh, for some people, it, it requires weight loss because they have yeah, they, they put so much weight on the joint, That's true. especially if you're it's the knee on the ankle. That's yeah. True. So, Dr. Callender, you're so right, because my orthopedic doctors told me the same thing. I was having problems like Janet, you know, uh, uh, I'm so much of pain in my knees and my hands and everything. And this is all because of my, you know, COVID uh, weight gain, you know. He said, you're going to be in the wheelchair pretty soon if you don't lose at least 25 to 30 pounds within, uh, within this year, he said, you know. And I started that when he told me that, started on physical therapy. He said, weight puts that pressure on your knees. You know, if you take off all that weight, your knees will feel so much better. Mm -hmm. be able to move better. Dr. Calder, what about like when they say take a cortisone shot and things like that for inflammation? Well, I think uh, it depends how bad it is. If it's real bad and you can't stand the pain, that's an anti-inflammatory uh, drug, which is uh, very effective, especially for bursitis and things like that. Mm. Uh, so as a temporary uh, thing, of course, steroids have their own side effects, but uh, with the injection of one time, uh, it's, not, it's not associated with many side effects. But it is, it is a temporary a reliever of uh, arthritic pain. 
Now, it's interesting as we look at these superfoods, salmon seems to be number one. Uh, and uh, we see number two is olive oil. Yeah. And uh, good old cherries, sweet cherries. That's interesting. I didn't know cherries was uh, good for arthritis. And then garlic, those of you who like garlic. Uh, I love it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then oh, yeah. spinach, good old spinach and kale, which uh, oh. uh, so those are some of the foods that they, they recommend for uh, dealing with uh, uh, arthritis. Anybody? Going. Last night, I had I cooked salmon in olive oil and I had spinach as a side. <laughs> <laughs> I feel no pain today. Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Calendar, I heard that cherries are also good for what they term gouty arthritis. Oh. Well, I think gouty arthritis is, is so painful that uh, you need more than cherries. <laughs> Life is not a bowl of cherries. You need a cherry. <laughs> yeah, I think the pain of of gout is, is comparable to the pain of, of, I'm told, of delivering babies and kidney stones. Oh my goodness. Uh, Dr. Counter, one, one other thing about the, the fish oil though. So I, I take a, uh, a capsule of, of fish oil twice a day any, anyway, but I heard they, they said the fish oil is, is good for you, but not, in a pill form. So I was wondering if you knew anything about why. They I don't do not know. Uh, I, I hadn't heard that uh, it was not good in a pill form. So I, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. Um, Darrell, you got any ideas on that? Uh, no. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're in the superfood mode. So uh, it's in lowering blood pressure and anti-inflammatory and decreasing strokes, of course, are important. And these are some foods. Beets, uh, we talked about that before. Uh, now, are you a beets man? Uh, no, uh, beets, spinach, they're all hybrid. So I avoid them. <laughs> I, one thing, you're consistent. You avoid hybrids. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of commercials on TV for beet juice they've come yeah. up well beets is well known to be very effective and uh, yeah. they recommend it highly yeah. uh, as a uh, uh, and because of antioxidant properties yeah maybe that's why the Russians would uh, drink the or take the borscht soup the beet soup hot soup oh, yeah. yeah it's 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 highly regarded <clears throat> now i didn't know about pumpkin seeds uh, walnuts i knew about now, you, you have the pumpkin seeds value? Yeah, uh, very beneficial. Uh, a lot of the foods in the gourd family are very good for you. Yeah. Nuts we've talked about before. Uh, um, tafu uh, is something that uh, people who don't eat meat uh, uh, because it's a great source of plant protein. Yeah. And a substitute for red meat. Uh, but it's a soybean product, another hybrid, 
and uh, it can interfere with the digestion with quite a few people. Oh. Back to the olive oils. Uh, I, so uh, I don't know why they said the, uh, of course, most people do get the oil in, in their uh, diets by another means. I, I didn't, but I, I know of no reason why a pill with olive oil wouldn't help. Yeah, uh, caution with all olive oil is uh, frying it in high heat. Um, yeah. yeah, should avoid that, you know, like uh, medium low heat saute. Uh, that's that's type of thing is good, but high heat, the olive oil breaks down. What about garbanzo beans? Uh, oh, that's beans. good. That's good. Chickpeas, very good. Excellent. Oh, that's what the, oh, okay. Uh, when it said garbanzo, I didn't know if that was. Okay, so yeah. chickpeas, same thing. Okay, they they make hummus out of that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, hummus. Yeah, oatmeal. Uh, yeah, highly like touted. How many of you like oatmeal? I do. I had it yeah. for breakfast. It's the oatmeal. <laughs> Oats are another hybrid. Dallas <laughs> <laughs> hybrids. <laughs> man-made hybrid not a natural hybrid like an apple all apples are good all oats are bad all spinach bad it's bad <laughs> well there's a lot of data that that disagrees with you but anyway um because all hybrids are not bad no, most people think it's wonderful <laughs> you can't get it right okay Blueberries, and they talk about blueberries, of course, which we, we've talked long about how how good berries are. So we've read many articles that talk about the berries. Broccoli and Brussels sprouts. Oh, uh, I love them. Broccoli and cauliflower, hybrids. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't take me anywhere. <laughs> What about chili peppers? Oh, I love them too. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Finally, something we should eat. Yeah. <laughs> All American people need to eat that. That's very good for your health. Chili peppers. Oh yeah, it's been there for thousands and thousands of years in Asia and Africa. That's all we eat. It's good for your health, and that's why they're so skinny. Because they don't eat uh, like American people, they eat butter and all that stuff. It's not good for you, sugar. No, but that hot pepper chilies are excellent. It will make you skinny, skinny, skinny. Yeah. yeah. If you can stand it. <laughs> Got to get used to it. It's, it's a matter of acclimation. Mm. Okay. This, this answers the question about fish oil, Dar. Sure. Oh, yeah. But it didn't answer the question about why pill. If it did not reduce their risk, of, uh, that's all. It didn't say that it hurt. It did not reduce the risk of cardiac events. Uh, Dr. why people don't talk about the old-fashioned um, cod liver oil? Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. that we grew up on. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen much about cod liver oil. Uh, Darrell, what's your take on cod liver oil? 
Well, I'm a vegan, so you know, if it comes from a fish, I ain't down with that. Mm, okay. Um, Dr. Callender, I heard John Buchanan saying he was taking fish oil supplements, and we just had the article, and we've had one before that's saying that fish oil um, really doesn't do you any good. So, John Buchanan, you remember saying that before. Are you still going to take it? It didn't say it didn't do any good. It said it did not reduce uh, the cardiac events. Uh, okay, so. so what good is fish oil? Well, fish oil has the omega-3 fatty acid, yeah. which is, is, is generally good, thought to be helpful. That's the advantage of fish oil, is that uh, it's thought that the omega fatty acids uh, are helpful, thought. So that's why people take it. So that's the answer to your question, why they take it. So wouldn't eating just salmon or something like that, a regular fish instead of taking a supplement? Well, I eat salmon anyway. I eat fish okay. every week. Two, no, I, yeah. two times a week. Yeah. I think that uh, there are many things that are known to help. That one may be helpful, maybe not. So the salmon, of course, stands the test of time. Or even better, just putting olive oil and vinegar on your salad. Yeah. That's a good one. Good one. Now, for your brain, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, rumors and things about what's good for your brain, what's not good for your brain. And so these are some of the things that they're talking about, the good old green vegetables, uh, grains and fish and low in red meat, it's thought to be good. Uh, we all know that as Adele has, and others have mentioned many times that processed foods and sugar are not good for the brain anyway. So good night's sleep is good. And uh, I think that's where a lot of us fall down. Uh, eight hours is thought to be uh, the gold standard. Uh, and uh, I wonder how many of us get eight hours, seven, eight hours sleep a night. Are you, Chaplain, uh, are you down to eight hours now? Yeah, since the pandemic, you know, it's been uh, kind of crazy. So I do, I still get seven or eight hours of sleep every That's night. That's wonderful. Good, good. Yeah. And then, of course, good old exercise is always good. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Exercise is so important. For all organs, including the brain. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting how it's also good for depression, which is yeah increasing with uh, COVID, and and social interactions, which is yeah. one of the reasons why going to church is so yeah helpful. One of the reasons why going to help churches and help along with meditation. Um, then, Dr. Calendar, um, maybe that's why stress, suicide, and all of that because of the COVID. And people had to stay isolated and couldn't have that social contact. Yeah, um, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they, and another reason why they missed going to church. Um, any news when your, your when your your church is going open again? Uh, my church is open. 
Oh, it is. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Ours, uh, Asbury's opening on the 12th of September, and some churches opening the, the, the first week in September. Uh, with the Delta, uh, there's still a, a great concern, but uh, uh, still a great need. And uh, But, you know, there's so many of the ministers are still aren't vaccinated. <clears throat> and uh, so when you go back to services and you don't have the uh, masks and the other things that you need to have, it's, uh, it's concerning that uh, th that will speed up the Delta variant, but we'll see. Dr. Callender, uh, do you remember when we used to say that everybody needed eight hugs a day? I, I never heard about that. I never heard about that. <laughs> no. Because hugs are not recommended. No, no, <laughs> no. no, no. Not now. No, not, no. not now, but I'm talking about way back in the way back in the day. Oh, okay. yeah, but not, no. that's before that's before COVID. Oh yeah, way before COVID. Eight no. hugs a day was oh, no, no. you know supposed to be very good for people. Yeah. Now they no. can't even shake hands. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to shake hands. No, we no. did have an article talking about the human touch, human deprivation. Um, without that human touch, um, it affects you mentally as well as physically. Yeah. And um, everyone should have some type of touch, even infants. They had studies about oh, that. Infants, um, human touch deprivation. No sure. one touching them. They could not grow physically or mentally. And the same thing with adults. And that's where the hugging came into place. But of course, with COVID, we weren't able to socialize nor touch. But it does affect us mentally as well as physically. Uh, but the, the people who are married, they got their husband and wife, they hug as much as they want, you know, and their children in your family. Now, it's, uh, I, I, I see people who are, you know, uh, senior citizens living by themselves, don't have anybody, single people. Uh, yeah, they have problems with that. But those who are married, they have their husband and wife and, you know, and children and everything. And those who are pets. So it's a problem. Those, those who are single and elderly people who are uh, living by themselves. Yeah. But you, you're right very much so. But the thing that you have to be careful about is hugging your grandchildren. Yes, you because, do. Because, yeah, we, we heard a couple of reports where yeah. uh, people got COVID from their grandchild. grandchildren. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Well, you, but you at got least none, you have but... your husband and wife, you know, you can hug each other all you want. So that's the benefit <laughs> of marriage. <laughs> My, my my friend Ed Anderson, he caught COVID from his grandson. Oh my goodness. He and his wife and his daughter. Oh gosh. Got COVID from the grandson. The grandson was eight years old. Was he vaccinated? Uh the, the grandson, no, but no, no, the adult. Yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed Ed was vaccinated. He was sick for about three days at home. Mm. My, yeah. This is an interesting article on the health effects of working from home. 
uh, it's not that uh, we wanted to work at home, but we were forced to work at home. Yeah. And, we, and this lists some of the positive things that happened as a consequence. Uh, <clears throat> And, 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 and as you look at the list, it's interesting uh, some of the things that they talk about. Uh, uh, one of the interesting things about uh, the survey is that uh, they thought it was positive uh, impact upon their mental health, which is uh, kind of surprising because uh, we know, and well, one of the things is that when you work remotely, you, you actually interact with people. Uh, and uh, you uh, actually, one of the other things is that uh, people who don't know, don't do names so well, like the remote because yeah. on the screen you have people's names. <laughs> So you don't have to uh, remember their names because they names up there. So uh, uh, that's one of the benefits of working at home. Uh, the other thing is that uh, working at home, you don't have to go out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so sometimes you get spoiled because yeah. if you have to get up to go to work, you have yeah. to get up early. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you're on Zoom, you just go downstairs and yeah, and you don't have to to uh, spend a lot of time. So right. <laughs> on Zoom, you never on Zoom. You ahead, on Zoom, you never have to wear pants. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of little benefits of Zoom. But that you lose when you have to go back to work. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But you get spoiled. Yeah, you yeah. do. Now, this is an interesting article. It's kind of crazy uh, that uh, says that uh, because how you look on Zoom uh, causes people to go to the doctor and more than ever, go to the dermatologist more than ever because they don't like the way they look on Zoom. <laughs> not, not that they don't like the way they look normally, but they don't like the way they look on Zoom. So they call that Zoom dysmorphia. Uh, so that's oh, a new also how you place your disease. Huh? <laughs> that's a new disease. Interesting. Can you imagine uh, paying attention to how you look on Zoom? I don't know. Any of you worry about how you look on Zoom? It never occurred That's to my tape over mine. Huh? I, I think I we have all tape do. My camera. <laughs> well, well, let's just we say us women, we worry about it. You know, that's, that's correct. Combing our hair and all that. And then I'm trying to figure out should I put makeup on and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> And Use that's why a lot of times we just put on our, you know, you go on a formal, formal Zoom program, just leave it blank. You don't even show your face. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 you know, we have a phone conference for my MOTEP meetings, and some of the women don't want to do Zoom. 
because they don't want to put on makeup and all that stuff. They right. just want to talk. Right. So, so there, there, there is a Zoom dysmorphia. It's just <laughs> in different ways. And see, you men don't care. You right. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's right. Yeah, and I could care less. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like looking in the mirror. I mean, so, so I don't look good. So what? <laughs> and I also think this is a good time to go back to the nature, the natural way that God has made you without all that makeup and all that stuff, you know, just mm -hmm. simple. Our great grandparents were in, you know, from thousands of years, just comb your hair, wash your face, no makeup <laughs> and all that. It's nice, simple life, no stress, and you'll be happy. You'll be happy the way God made you. Be natural and yeah. just going. You'll be happy. Very nice. Okay, yeah. then we should not ever look at TV because <laughs> that's what, when we see TV, that's the way they say we should look as American. And I was telling somebody else about that. They used to have women plucking out their eyebrows. Now they got us filling them in and tattooing them in so <laughs> right and so they go for one thing for us women to go through torture they don't have you men going through anything no nope. i know uh-huh yeah. so it's all on us women to look beautiful and young in america it's terrible to look old it's okay <laughs> we're just going to keep up our uh, culture well, our asian and african we should be proud of where we came from thousands of years ago and look at me, I, I don't have makeup and I don't go to hairstyle. I am who I am and I'm happy. I'm, I'm gonna be the way God made me and okay. I'm happy. Yeah, Thanks. and it's simple life, you save money and yeah. uh, it's, it's nice. Simple life is no stress on you at all. Very true. Okay, cause I've been brainwashed, but pray for me. Okay, <laughs> all right, uh, you got this it. article. <laughs> This article just talks about the risk of heart inflammation. Uh, and uh, uh, we knew that that risk was increased slightly. But uh, of course, the, the, it's increased even much more by COVID. So that when you're thinking about which do you prefer, uh, and, and most of the inflammation has not been associated with the need for hospitalization, so. Wait, what? Did I just see that if you took the shot, that it will increase heart inflammation? Is that what yes, I saw? That's, that's well known. Right. It's oh just my that God. It's not, yes, but if you get COVID, it'll kill you. So. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's well known, especially in the younger population. Yes. And it also <laughs> is not associated with uh, a hospitalization or, or death for the most part. So, it's mostly young. So it's, it's, we don't have any of them in the group, so we're okay. But but that's not something that's common, is it? I mean, that doesn't. No, as, as I said, it is more common in young people. Yeah. So that's why you don't know much about it, and in young people, it's not very severe either. Uh, but but if you get COVID, it's much worse. So yeah, yeah. But the reason you haven't heard about it is because it occurs mostly young young men. So, next one, please. Uh, so this is an article that we talked a little bit about uh, 
last week. <clears throat> but uh, uh, the fact that it, it decreases uh, hospitalizations and deaths by 80% makes it even more important for us to know about monoclonal antibodies. Remember last week we talked about the fact that it, it is free uh, and uh, originally was very expensive, but it's now free. And it also, if you've been exposed to COVID, it, it can prevent you from getting COVID. So that's a good reason to take the monoclonal antibody if you're exposed. And if you're sick with, with COVID, uh, this is one of the effective treatments. We've come a long way to be able to talk about something that's 80% reduction in death and hospitalization. Dr. Callender, how available is this uh, treatment? It's available. Uh, you have to go to centers that, and ask for it, but it's available. And remember, at first it was so expensive. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but now that it is given free charge. And the only complaint was that nobody's using it. That's the most recent complaint, that most people are not taking advantage of it. This is a new variant, but we don't know what, what, oh, what the significance of it. So we have, we have to wait until they study it to tell us what, whether to worry about it or not. So we'll find out. We hope it's not like the Delta variant, but we shall soon see. You know, well, that's, that's one of the disadvantages of, of having people in the country and the world who are not vaccinated. So you get all kinds of variants. And so that's why you want to get uh, as many people vaccinated as possible. I have a question. That picture at the beginning when they're showing about South Africa, I thought the majority of South Africans were black. Are they white? The majority of South Africans were white. Oh, okay. uh, but 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 now, and matter of fact, the group that is associated with uh, the most uh, protestations now are Indians. Uh, so, so. Uh, and, and I guess it depends which part of South Africa you're talking about. Because there's certain parts of South Africa that are dominated by white people and there's certain parts that are dominated by Africans. Yeah, I was a little confused by that picture too because South Africa is a black country. You got this whole white line. <laughs> that, oh, but that, yeah. It, that, what depends which part of South Africa you're talking about. Well, Cape Town's a black yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it must be a neighborhood. Yeah, that's Cape Town. That was Cape Town. That's the one city. Yeah. Booster shots. Uh, there's a lot of talk about who should get booster shots. And uh, there's a lot of discussion about what age you should get them and whether everybody should get them. I think it's clear now that uh, the older population, people over 50 should get them. What is not as clear is whether or not uh, the people under 50 should get it. There's still a lot of discussion about that. And uh, 
We know the immunosuppressed people need a booster shot. We know the people over 60 need a booster shot. What about those under 40? Uh, still not a whole lot of data on those under 40. Yeah, as much data on those over 50, but not a whole lot on those under 40. Dr. Calder, so, I have a question about that. Um, under 50 and over 50. Um, is there, I'm sure there's a way that they can check the efficacy of the COVID, the two COVID shots that people get. And then that would tell them whether it's a need to get the third one or not. Well, I think that most of the studies that they've done on people who are over six months has demonstrated that the antibody titer is waning. And therefore, uh, that's why uh, they have decided that for many, uh, a third shot is uh, recommended. But there's, there's, there's still a lot of uh, research that can be done. But until that, that's done, the question is, what is the safer thing to do? And I think if you're over 50, uh, or if you're in a suppressed, there's no question, you should get a booster. If you're under 50, then there's a question of whether or not you want to do it. Uh, because the side effects are relatively minimal, uh, it's, it's up to you. It's up to your choice. Uh, I have a friend who's RH negative blood type, and she had a, a severe reaction after the second oh. Pfizer vaccine, uh, facial swelling. And so uh, she's reluctant to get a booster. Is that, uh, is that a known side effect for RH negative people and uh, the COVID vaccines? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question because I don't know how many RH negative people have had that side effect. So I, I don't know. Uh, and uh, the question is how much swelling did she have? Uh, so much so that did it involve only her face or uh, inside of the face? Uh, swelling, just a face. swelling persisted for a couple of weeks, but it was just her face, yes. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can see why she would be hesitant. Uh, and I think if that's the kind of person I would want to uh, get antibody tests on to see what, uh, what, uh, my antibody titers were, uh, uh, because I think if you if you had a severe allergic reaction, uh, then you would want to uh, be sure if you're going to take a test, if you're going to take the booster shot. You know, calendar. <clears throat> yes. Um, you know, just like the 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 flu shot, the the, the flu vaccine that changes every year, um, mm -hmm. you know, depending on which strain of the flu is gonna be predominant. And sometimes they have to guess at it. Uh, looks like we're gonna be doing the same, to me, looks like we're gonna be doing the same thing with COVID because uh, which, which variant is going to, uh, to be predominant uh, or, or more powerful and now it seems uh, with this uh, Pfizer and Moderna are uh, talking about tweaking the the uh, structure of that uh, messenger RNA vaccine to deal with the, with the new 
variants? Well, we shall see. We shall see. The one thing about it is we, we'll be able to get the research and find out. But, uh, you may be right. We have to wait and see. Yeah. And they do talk about the side effects of mild for everybody else except your your friend Dale who had a, uh, a rash to the second dose that was stronger than the first dose. But, uh, is it my understanding that the booster shot is supposed to be just like the first dose? Exactly. Okay, so I thought about that when Daryl said that the boost, she didn't get sick with the first dose, so maybe it wouldn't affect her. Well, she got it with the second dose. Yeah, I said, so maybe getting a booster would be like getting the first shot over. Yeah. Or it might, or it might not, so I don't, I don't know. We don't know. Dr. Callender, did they, did they approve the third booster shot? No, no, they didn't. Uh, actually, the, uh, there's no study on, uh, it's the same, it's the same. Nothing, nothing's different from the, from the booster shot than the first shot or the second shot. It's the same, same dose, same drug, same everything. But can we get it? I mean, if you want it, you know. That, well, most people, it probably not gonna be available until the middle of September. Oh, okay. And except for the immunosuppressed people who okay. need to get it any now. Dr. Callender, what's the process of getting the um, booster shot if you're immunosuppressed? You just go to the, wherever you got the first shot, go back there. Okay, you don't have to bring any thing well, to show I you need to bring your, your record of your first two shots so they can put it down there. Oh. Okay, but nothing to show that you're immunosuppressed. You just they just you just tell them you just are. Just tell them, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you just tell them know that you are. That's all, because everybody who's immunosuppressed is recommended to get the, the third shot. Uh, that's exactly what I did. I went to CVS and signed up for the booster shot. I took my um, record of my first two, and they just asked me, you know, why I was getting the booster shot and I told her I was immunosuppressed plus I'm I'm over 60. Dr. Callender, is have they decided or is there now a national database where uh, they can look to see who has or has not gotten uh, vaccinated because I think I remember reading yesterday where a young lady had forged her yeah, vaccination card instead of M O D R. It was M A Madonna, yeah. Moderna or right. Moderna. Right. <laughs> Is there a national database where where they can look in and see who has or has not been vaccinated? I believe so, but I'm I'm not absolutely positive. But I, I know in 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 D.C. and Maryland there is a database, but I don't know about there being a national database. I know the, the uh, different regions have a database, and I suspect they may have one, but I'm not sure positive about it. And also, Dr. Callender, I saw this morning on CNN uh, that this lady was selling fake uh, uh, the cards, you know, and yes. more than 300 she sold to nursing home workers, healthcare workers in hospitals, frontline workers. So... Uh, I was just shocked. Oh my God. Yeah, whatever you can imagine, people do it. 
I just Googled the national database uh, and the CDC says, unfortunately, there is no national organization that maintains vaccination records. Oh, no. So it's just just the states, huh? Yes. Just the states. Wow. This article about the lady who uh, forged mm -hmm. her car and misspelled it to get into the water. <laughs> That's, a, that's that's easy to pick up. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if if I if I've been vaccinated in Maryland and I travel like this lady went to Hawaii, oh yeah, if, I saw if, that. If Moderna was not misspelled, she would have gotten through, correct? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why you never know who is or who is not vaccinated. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm in favor of that passport in our thing uh, that uh, Montgomery County Executive wants to issue. I like that. Good to have that. Well, I, I actually am not in favor of that. I'm in favor of having a uh, uh, record of it that allows you to expand it. Because one of the limitations of the passport is uh, that it's, it's it, dated and so if you need to uh expand it i'm not sure how you do it oh i see okay. whereas if you have a record of it right, and you have right. your card you just you just check it off and it moves on but yeah you're right yeah that's true that's true yeah uh and uh, there's still discussion uh about whether you need to get it at five months or six months and seven months or eight months and whether you ought to get antibody test before you get it. And so it's, and it, as uh, time goes on, uh, we'll have better data, but uh, there's still some controversy about who should get the, the third booster shot. Dr. Collins, before yeah. we move on, um, if they have stuff um, for um, driver's license and stuff like that across yeah. states, I, I don't see why they could not create a database for the, um, yeah, the shot right. because yeah. um, anywhere that you drive, if, if they mm -hmm. put your, your name in or whatever, it, it's, it's across. So I, I can't understand why they can create that database at this, right. At this point. Right. Right. That's true. That's a very good point. And it could if they want to, so mm -hmm. they should do it. My fear, Dr. Uh, calendar, is that I'm vaccinated. I am scared to death of these people who are not vaccinated, and I don't know who they are in the church, grocery stores, walking around, or anywhere, restaurants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's why That's why everybody's recommended to wear masks and social distance. Yeah. Uh, because you're right, you don't know who's who. Mm -hmm. I and don't that, know. That, and that's why, if you're over 50, as far as I'm concerned, uh, and, and certainly over 60, uh, the need for booster shot is a good idea. But still, the mask and social distancing is thought to be the best uh, protection, mm -hmm. as long as you're vaccinated. Yeah. Well, so we got a population of... Uh, 300 million people and only 170 are actually vaccinated. So Ooh. we still got a good ways to go. That's horrible. Mm. And some have 
speculated that with these variant variants that we need to have a 80 to 90 percent uh, in order to get the so-called herd immunity. Dr. Callender, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Honey. I just wanted to know whether uh, Dr. Jeter was on the call. No, he's, he's on next. Okay. All right. And, um, we welcome Joyce Brown. She's on today. Oh, wow. Good. How about this? Cutie on duty, huh? Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, that's great. That's nice to have. Joyce. Dr. Callender, what I was going to ask you was these thousands and thousands of Afghan people are, have come here now to Virginia-based Dallas airport. I mean, no, no vaccination, the mask. I don't know. How do you? No, they, do no, you they gave them the vaccination upon entry. Oh, I see. I they vaccinated see. them rascals upon entry. Okay. The, the, the Afghan people, the people, they gave them vaccination? Oh, yes, they did. Oh, that's nice. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to leave. So. Me too. Okay. Yeah. I've got to go to a funeral, so. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see you next week then. Yes, see you next week. Very good session. Thank you, Dr. Kelly. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. I must have missed it. What'd you miss, Perlene? Well, I missed the meeting. I was busy. Oh, well, I'm, I'm proud of you trying to work and listen at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, they will. You're working hard. Right, take girl. care, y'all. Take care, y'all. Okay, got to go back to work.